Dear God, thank you for all your goodness. I pray that you will um, open our hearts and our um, ears as Pastor Dan comes to preach tonight. And please give him the words to speak. And thank you for um, this week. And please help us to apply what we've learned um, about our week. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good evening once again. Thank you, lady. Wait, I don't know if y'all heard me. Good, good evening. Oh, so much better. Thank you. Y'all are so kind to respond back uh, the first time. Um, let, let me start off by saying uh, some, something that's sort of not real planned, but I, I want you to hear, hear me just for a second as we start out. I don't know, uh, I don't know what, what you come from. I don't know what your week has been like. I do not know what home life is like, school life is like, how it's been going for the past week, month, year. I don't know if you believe in God. I don't know if, if you know him or if your relationship with God is strong and, and, and growing and you're seeing him work. <clears throat> but there's one thing that I, I, I am convinced is that God has such a plan with you being here in this room tonight, right now. Uh, not because I'm a majestic sp- speaker. For some of you, this first time you've heard me speak, you're going to be like, what is wrong with this guy? But you're going you're gonna to find out some things. Um, uh, but because I think my God is that great, and I think that I just want you to understand, we come from so much, so many different lifestyles and, and things that, 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 that interact within our life, but we, we have a chance to come to this place, and we're going to open up the Word of God tonight. And, and we believe that when God's word is opened up and read, that, that God is speaking. And I want you to know this. It doesn't matter where you've come from right now. Right now, it, it, what do, does matter is who God is and what you do with, with that truth in your life. God, because so many times we think, man, I can't come to God. You don't, hey, pastor guy or speaker dude or whoever you are, you don't know um, what I've done. God could never forgive me. And I want to tell you, you don't understand the grace and the, the mercy and the love of God, that God is so great that's, that it's not how bad you've been, it's how great and forgiving and loving God is. And, and I don't know what's brought you here t- tonight, but I'm so glad that you've come. And some have come on, by your own free will. Some have been forced to by parents at gunpoint. Uh, some, you know, some friend has said, hey, why, why don't you come along? So I'm glad you're here. We're going to jump into the text tonight. Uh, and there's some, some things that are sort of funny uh, that we're, we're, we're going to re- read. What, do you know what book we're in? Joshua, okay, if you're new, that, that's the book that we're in. Uh, and what are the first five books of the, the Bible called again? Pentateuch or the, the Torah, okay, Pentateuch or the Torah, first five books. This book that we're in is the sixth book. Joshua was written by Joshua. Joshua. Trick question, easy question. Joshua was written by J- Joshua. Now, before he wrote this book, who was he an assistant to? Moses. Okay, this great, great prophet of the faith, the greatest one, some would say the greatest prophet of the faith besides Jesus Christ who, who, who came, the Son of God. He was such a great man. He was an assistant to him. And where was he born? Where was Joshua born? Egypt. Egypt. He, was, he was a 
Hebrew slave born there and sort of he came out, out of them from the Exodus. Now, we're in Joshua chapter 2, and we're going to read as a group probably verses 1 through 7 to start off. And it's funny, we do a thing called, we try to do a book study, and we try to do an expository study of the Word. That means we go through a book, we work through a book, so the, the, what is starts in, the start of the book counts to where you're at. You need to understand the context and what was being said and what, what was being done. But sometimes when you do this, you come to a passage of a scripture or a verse that sometimes you may just sort of skip that one because it's just sort of hard to explain. Because let, let me share, uh, show you, can you put... Um, Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 on the screen, please. Don't say this out loud, please. Okay, don't, don't try to sound this word out right here, okay? Because it's going to sound exactly, I've, I've looked it up, I've gone, okay, is shitim, is there any way to say this? No, shitim is the name of the word, okay? Let's just get that out there. I, I, I'm talking about the city. Now, don't use that for, oh, that, that's my new slang. I'm going to use that instead. No, that's not right to do. Uh, and we're talking about a prostitute, okay? So um, I'll explain a little bit more of that later. But I just wanted to, just, you're, you're going to hear it. What's bad is I stutter. And that's an awful, awful word for me to get stuck on. Uh, so uh, don't worry. I, I will intentionally make sure I don't get stuck on that word. All right, um, now that I've gotten that out of the way, uh, we had a, a, a serious moment in the start, that moment, and now let's uh, jump into God, God's Word. Uh, great introduction, Dan. Um, I'm going to ask you to stand in honor of God's Word as we read this, this first, um, verses 1 through 7 together. <clears throat> and this is what it says in verse 1. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent two men secretly from Shittim, as spies, saying, Go view the land, especially Jer- 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 Jericho. And they went and came into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to the king of Jericho, Behold, men of, men of Israel have come here tonight to search out the land. Then the king of Jericho sent, sent to Rahab, saying, Bring out the men who have come to you who entered your house, for they have come to search out all the land. But the but the but the 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 woman had had taken the two men and hidden them, and she said, "True, the men came to me, but I did not know where they were from. And when the gate was about to be closed at dark, the men went out. I do not know where the men went. Pursue them quickly, for you will overtake them." But she um, um, but she had brought them up to the roof and hid them with stalks of flax that she had laid in in, in order on the roof. So the men pursued after them on the way to the Jordan as far as the forts, and the gate was shut as soon as the pursuers had gone out. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word, just some of the truth that we're just going to run through. Uh, And God, I just ask that you'll use this truth uh, to wake us up uh, to things that are important to you. Uh, Lord, as the things of this world seem so big, Lord, may, may, they, may we look at them now and just see how, how small they are compared to how, compared to how great you are. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everybody have a seat. Now, we've seen the Israelites send spies out into the land before. How many spies did they send out into the land the first time, 40 years before this? What? Twelve. twelve. They sent 12 spies, one from each tribe. This time, he spends, sends how many spies out? Two. Hmm. I wonder if that has to do with like the two spies that, that came back and gave the good report before. 
But he, he sends these spies out because he wants them not to go, go, hey, is this a safe place for us to go or not? He wants them to go and, hey, we're, we're going to go into this land. Let's have a plan. This is what we're going to do. So these spies go with that intent. Now, it says that they go into the house of a prostitute whose name was Rahab. Now, I want you to understand some, something. In those times, in a, a city like this, uh, the, the, uh, the, the hotels would be places on the outskirts of town where the for, foreigners would come and stay, and there would be women who they would pay to, to, to please them through the night at a lot of these hotels. So the, the, these spies, it, nowhere in the text does it imply they went there in order to be with a pro- prostitute. They went there because they're trying to hide to keep their cover, and that's where foreign folks would go and stay. So, so they're just trying to blend in. So make sure you understand that part of the story. Now, I want to talk about Rahab for a second. Rahab was a Canaanite. Glad I didn't do that on that one word. You know what I'm saying? That would have been really bad. I'd have had just to leave. We'd be like, we're done. Um, uh, and so what that means, she was a descendant of Can- 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 Canaan. Can- Canaan was the gr- grandson of Noah. When, when the flood came, his sons, uh, his son Ham and, and all those, uh, Can- Can- Canaan is the son of Ham. You're like, Ham? Yeah. So uh, he's the son of Ham. Uh, the grandson of Noah, and this is the land that they sort of took over to live in. And they've grown to be huge groups of people in this land. Now, these people no longer follow God. There's no, no semblance or inkling of the he- Hebrew, the one true God, in their lifestyle at all. It's been sort of, sort of squelched out of the land o- over time. And it's been overtaken t- t- by these small, small g-gods. And there's gods of, of fire and gods of river and gods of sea and gods of the, the trees. And then, then there's gods of the lightning and the thunder. And so they've got all these types of different gods. There's over 35 gods that now the Canaanites were known to worship besides the one true God. So see, Rahab had some issues. She was from a people who had no faith or belief in God, and they put their faith in everything but God. Hmm, that sounds almost familiar to a place I've lived in before called the world, America, you know? <clears throat> so, things about Rahab. One, she was a Can- 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 Canaanite. Next is that she wasn't only a Can- Can- Canaanite, but she came from the area of the Ammonites. Now they are they are part of the Canaanite clan. I'm going to stay away from that word for us tonight because we don't have time. Now, while the Canaanites were wicked people, the Ammonite branch of them were wicked, wicked people, like 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 squared. They they would worship a god called Moloch. He was the god of fire. I've got a a slide. Of of a, a a a drawing of what Moloch and his his uh, is that working or not? There we go, Moloch right there, um, uh, and that's sort of the way that his temple and and his whatever you call where they would worship would be set up. Now it's interesting and what's what's terrifying and sad about Moloch 
is that he was the God of fire. And throughout the year, they would have days that they, they, they would um, worship this God. And the way they would worship this God is they would take uh, some of the kids, some of their own kids that were picked out, out of a lot, and they would, they, they would light a big fire in here, and they would throw their kids in here, two, years, two four-year-old, five-year-old kids to be burned alive in honor of Moloch. Is that a good people or a wicked people? If you're around a group of, of uh, people and they're, and they're burning their kids, that's, that's bad news, right or wrong? Yeah. Hey, make sure if you're, if you're on your phone, it's the, the Bible and you're not doing any, anything else, please. Um, so she was from a, a wicked, wicked people. Now, when I think about that, I think, man, how, how can someone sacrifice their, their kids? I mean, that's a wicked place to live. Now, let's fast forward 3,000 years from this time. America, 2017. You go, well, we don't, we don't really uh, sacrifice our kids to Moloch the fire god, so we're not as bad as these guys. But how many... Uh, unborn, defenseless, capable of feeling pain, heartbeat with handprints and fingerprints. Unborn babies are, are put to death every day to the God of van, 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 vanity, to, to, to the God of, of greed. I, I can't afford this to the God of convenience. This isn't just the right time for me. Don't lose sight. We look at some of these, what these folks have done, and we go, oh, these are awful folks. If you look at the world around us, it's, it's scary. And just some, some, some scripture, because some go, well, is an unborn child really a life? And this is what the word of God says. God said to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Okay, God says, before I even formed you in the womb, I knew you. So if God knows you, I think that's enough. Psalm 139, 13 and 14, I think I've got that. It says, for you formed, it's talking about what God did. You formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. So understand, God, God, creates life and life is important and life is good and we need to we need to fight for life someone has to fight for life so rahab she was a canaanite got it she was an ammonite okay and the third thing it says is she was a prostitute now about 18 years ago or so or, or 20s even before my oldest son was born I was standing in front of a youth group at this passage right here. And I read the line and said, hey, and it was a group, probably my youth group at that time was about this big, okay? It wasn't here. It's a long time ago. That was about my youth group all sitting in the middle here. So I said, Rahab was a prostitute. And one of the kids, being a smart aleck named Jason Southwell, whose dad was the chairman of the deacons at the time, blurts out, hey, Brother Dan, what's a prostitute? 
trying, trying to mess me up a, a, a little bit. Not trying to deflect it away from me, I respond back to him without thinking, don't ask me, why don't you go ask your mom about that? I didn't, I didn't, okay. Oh, I, I know, wait, 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 wait. I realized it in, in my head after it's come out. No one else, no one else has even blinked yet, but inside I'm like, <gasps> and so I go, so I go, no, 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 no. Don't ask your mom, go ask your dad. No lie. And now I was like, yeah! At that point, I lost control, and I walked out, and I quit the youth, youth, youth work for a few years. So, <clears throat> I'm not going to do that tonight. That was like the best yo, yo, yo mama cut down ever, <laughs> uh, which I didn't mean to do. <clears throat> um, a prostitute in these terms is a woman that lets someone pay a fee or trade in order to use her, bo- her body to please them. That's what a prostitute does. This is what Rahub, Rah- Rah- Rahub, Rah- Rah- Rahab is. Okay, So she is from a wicked people, from a very wicked, wicked pe- 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 people. And she's a prostitute, saturated. Her whole lifestyle is full of sin. God says that that, that, that sex and all that that has to do with sex is, is planned for marriage. That God created it for marriage and it is right and only right in the, the bonds of marriage. The bonds you know, sounds like you're almost in jail. In, the, in, the, in the, the love of marriage. Okay, so she's a, she's a, she's a would y'all agree she's sort of a rough chick? She's, she's pretty rough. You, you, anybody here going... Man, when I grow up, I want to be like Rahab right now at this point. Man, that, we don't dream of that. No, no, no little girl dreams to be this. No, it's, 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 especially from a wicked place and, and to live this, this, this lifestyle. You, you know, um, I've got a cousin. You're like, how did you just go from prostitute to a, a, a cousin? <laughs> hang, hang with me here. Um, uh, because this is a very important part of, of, of this, this whole story. Uh, I've got a, a cousin named J- J- Jason. Lives on the West Coast, always lived on the West Coast. For, for, for summers, when I grew up, he would come and, and stay at my grandma's house right down the street all summer. I mean, he'd stay for like 13 weeks. And so we were like bro- brothers. And he still comes in town every year. He comes down for a week or so during Christmas week. Uh, some of you have, have met him. Uh, this is a shot of, of Jason and I. Uh, when we were, I was probably five, and he was probably seven. Uh, I'm the cute one on the right. He's the weird-looking kid on the left. Uh, now, that's us. Like, and if you see it, he was the leader. He was, he's two years older than I am, so he could always make, make the rules. So it's almost like he's like, let's go this way. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm like, I'm coming. And, and so that, that's sort of what we did. And I, I don't know, as kids, if y'all ever played at 4, 5, 7, 9, 13, 18, uh, like where you, you play Avi- uh, Avengers or something, and I'm, I'm Black Widow, Pew! and you're like, Seamus, stop, you're not Black Widow, you know? Uh, so, uh, that's right, it's Silas, all day long, baby. Uh, but your hair's the wrong color for the new movie. Um, so, so we, we used to role play, and ours... You're going to be stunned by this. Ours was Star Wars. That was really the, 
the only thing that was out in 1977. And um, you're like, holy cow, he looks like he's 20. I know. Um, so uh, we would play, we would, we would play Star Wars. And because he was older than I was, he, he always got to be Han. Yeah, I know. And so he says to this day, oh, quit whining about that because we still talk about it. And he's like, you are always Luke because Han always had to have Luke. And I'm like, I was like Luke twice, you know, like 47 times. I, I was chewy and I just had to growl and I could never growl right, you know. And, um, and, or, and my sister, who's four years old, older or three than me, uh, uh, she was, was, was Leia. And my, my cousin, who was my age, was R2. She was just all-time R2. Poor thing. She just beeped around. Beep, 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 beep. You know, like, sorry, sorry Prudence, you're R2. Um, so I always, you know, I was Chewy or C-3PO or Greedo. I mean, I was like, thanks, thanks. This is great, a great role to play. Um, and um, <clears throat> I, I just always wanted to be Han. I just got to tell you all that. So... So when we play this stuff at my house now, I'm always high in my house. Uh, no. Um, but, you know, it's, it's funny how we see stories and uh, read stories. If, if, if you see films or movies, a lot of times you watch things and you, and you like a guy. A lot of times because you want to be like him. You want to, or you relate to him. You watch a movie and go, man, I really liked, liked him or her or, or them because I really felt like uh, they, they were, I was like them. Uh, and as you read, we read this story, um, I want you to see some, something, uh, and, and it's very clear in the story. We see a story, and jo- Joshua is in the story, the two spies are in the story, Rahab is in the story, the ki- a king is in the story, the soldiers are in the story, but as you read this story, I want you to understand, you're not the king. You're not the spies, you're Rahab. I just called you a prostitute, okay? But I want you to understand what I'm saying. In this story, if you go, man, how does this relate to me? In this story, you are just like Rahab. Apart from Jesus Christ, you are saturated with sin. Apart from Jesus Christ, you are in direct rebellion against God, running away from him. Romans 3, 23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of what? The glory of God. For all have sinned. You, you, we've all sinned. In a cult, culture or world that is saturated in sin, just like she is in a world that's just saturated in sin, so if we look honestly at the story, I want you to understand she is, she is what we would write out as, man, she is just disgustingly lost. She is hopeless without, I can't see, any hope. And that's what we are apart from Jesus. We've got to come to that point and find ourselves in, in that place going, I just can't do this on my own. I need help. That's who we are in the story. So keep that in context as we, as we go through the rest of the text. Now, she is gone. The spies have come into her house. She, the king has found out about the spies. 
she hides the spies in a back room, uh, and she tells them, oh, yeah, those guys were here. I didn't know who they were from or where they were from, but um, they, they left, and they went out the gate right before they shut the gate. Now, this is a big city-walled gate. When they shut that gate, you're not getting in. You're not getting out. It's, it's, and so uh, the men don't even have time to search her house because she goes, quick, if you pr- pursue them now, you can catch them. So they take off. At this point, she takes them onto the roof of her house. Uh, and a lot of them had, had roofs that were just flat places where they would lay this, this flax, which is this, this grain type of stuff. And so she lays them amongst this flax and grain to hide them so that they are not seen and they are, they are kept safe. Do, do you all see a problem with that story, that, that, that story at, at all? Anybody see a problem at, at all? Did she do anything that we would, some would say, oh, she did something, something wrong? Did, can, can I ask you, did she lie? Is it okay to lie? Was it wrong for her to lie there? This is a question that scholars and preachers and believers are all like, I don't know what to do with this passage because it's, the word of God says, thou shalt not lie, right? It, it, it's, it, it's clear, but... It, we see a case here where she lies. And I, I want you to understand, it's, it's one, this, don't get lost in this part of the story. Now, because I could, I'll share, share, share with you what I think um, um, about that. I think most of us in our life, we will never have a reason to lie. But there are occasions where for the safety of somebody else, something must be done. I'm not saying so you've got a right to die, but most of you will never, never have the whatever, the right opportunity to do so. The only time I, I, I could compare to, to, to this was, was uh, I can't get away from 1940 Nazi Germ, 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 Germany. Jews are being rounded up and all their stuff is being taken away from them. They're ta- ta- taking these camps where they're being put to death. Doesn't doesn't matter if you're a kid. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man. They're all put in, 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 in they're, they're all gassed to death. But there were some German Jewish sympathizers where where that would house the Jews and, and they would protect them and they would hide them in the walls of their house and in the at the attics of their house and in, in the floors of of their house. They would pull up floorboards and they would make a way to keep them safe, and, and the, the SS, the German police would come and search through them to try to find them, I guarantee many of those lied for the sake to protect the lives of those beneath them. Do you think they, they were wrong when they did that? Because I couldn't go, ah, they shouldn't have done that. Because there's a point when you're trying to protect the in- image of God, the likeness of God from the, the wick, wick, wicked and there's something important about this lie. The first point we see in this story is an act of faith. What, what Rahab does, this, this woman who's from a wicked land, a very wicked, wicked land, who has lived a, a wicked life, we see an act of faith because she lies on behalf of the spies to protect them and to hide them. And do you understand that was a moment for her when she stepped across the line and said, this is what I believe. 
I believe their God is real and, and the, what we have is not. We, I talked about last week, the first point was uh, actions, what your belief. Do you all remember the word? Validate your belief. Actions, validate your belief. Right here we see an act of faith because if the king finds out she lied, what's going to occur to her? Dead, right? And to her mom and dad, probably dead. To all those that she loves, probably dead. We see an, uh, an act of faith. Um, the New Testament references this prostitute in two different places. In Hebrews eleven thirty one, it says this, By faith, Rahab the prostitute did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. And in James, have you all heard the verse, faith without works is, is what? Is dead. Faith without works is dead. At the end of that chap, 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 chapter, it says this. And in the same way, in verse 2, James 2, 25, in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the met, 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 met messengers or spies and sent them out by another way. Two ways, not only of her act of faith, and that's how partly we know it's an act of faith because they respond to it going, man, she is a great woman because she took an, a step of faith. She crossed a line. Some of you, there's something in your life that you need to cross a line with your faith. You, you've been, been playing around this line going, yeah, I be believe in God, but I, I'm, not, I'm not really just ready to commit all the way. There, there's some of us, some of you that need to go, okay, and just step across that line and do whatever God is saying for you to do and do not look back. Verse 8, let's jump in, into verse 8. So she, we see an act of faith by Rahab. Verse 8 through 11, it says, Before the men lay down, uh, she came up to them on the roof and said to, to the men, I know that the Lord has g given you all the land, that the fear of you has fallen upon us, that all the inhabitants of the land melt away before you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were be beyond the, the Jordan, uh, Sihon and Og, whom you devo devoted to de destruction. And as soon as we heard it, our hearts melted, uh, and there was no spirit left in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and on the earth beneath. We all, don't only see an act of faith, but we see a heart of confession. Okay, And when I say the word confession, most of you think, well, we, I, we confess our, our sins. That's what confession is when you tell somebody what you did wrong and you're sorry that that's what you did wrong. But this isn't a confession of sins. It's a confession or a profession of who God is. She says, um, so, and, and l l let me share this. R Romans 10.9, do I have that verse? This is a verse of, uh, where it says this in Romans 10, if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. That's a confession. It's, it's something that you profess or say to be true. And she has a heart of confession. And she 
she keys on two things. One is God's might. She says, man, our hearts melt. What occurs, you think, if, if your heart is mel- mel- melting and you're not in love, wh- why is it melting? What would cause your heart to melt? Huh? So Say something. Fear. Fear. Okay, when someone says my heart was melting, that means, and, and most of us in this room, I don't know if we've ever re- really felt this, but she says, hey, everybody I talk to, they are terrified of what your God can do and who your God is. He is that great. And it's, it's about the might of God and how great he is. You know, we, um, we don't see him part the waters like he did back then. Not saying that he couldn't do it, but that's not something we go, hey, dude, you should have seen that I was going across the bridge, going on to the, the, the I, I, island, and the water, and this boat was like, and like sideways because it couldn't, it was dry land, and then it, the waters came back and the fish were cool. We, we don't see that, right? Has anybody seen that? Okay, are you doing drugs if you have, right? Um, no. So we, 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 don't, we don't see that. But I think we see the might of God in so many ways in lives that are changed. Man, I've met some, some pe- people that I knew that I wrote off, some youth that I had, f- forgive me, Lord, who I went, man, they have no chance to ever get this right, who are some of the greatest men of God I know right now. And 15 years, years, years ago, I would have bet the farm, I don't have a farm, but I would have bet it that they wouldn't have made it. And thinking, man, I, I am going to be fine. Man, that shows me the might of God. That the, the, this, the sin that enslaves so many and wrecks so many, the might of God wipes it away. We, we see it. Look around. Sometimes we just need to walk and we need to have a heart of confession. God, I thank you for what you've done in my life from where I, I came from. As a 16-year-old uh, I put my faith and trust in, in Jesus Christ. And I will tell you, a weight that I had on me that I cannot explain left me that night and has never been back. It's not because I'm great, not because I did something right. It's because of the might of God. You wonder how she hears these stories. Don't forget, she runs a house of prostitution at the, more of the edge of town where foreigners are, are more likely to come and talk, hey, have you heard about the Hebrew God and what he's doing with his people? She's heard stories. She's heard things. And as she's heard them, she's believed. The next thing we see is the majesty of God. It says this. She says this in verse 11. For the Lord your God is God over the heavens and on the earth beneath. You know, the, in the culture she lived in, the small g gods, they were either, all of them, were either a god of the earthly realm or the he- 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 heavenly realm. Re- realm, realm, okay? Er- earthly, so they were either allowed to be down here or allowed to be up there. They could never cross over. And she says in one verse about the majesty of who God is, she says, your God, he is, he, he, he is, is um, for the Lord your God is God over the heavens and on the earth beneath. I mean, he's God over all of it. This is a wicked woman from a wicked place who is getting it all right. Why? Because there's a heart of confession. She's seen the truth of God, and she's responding to the truth of God. This, th- this, this can happen in your life right here, 
right now. I don't know where you've come from or what, but God has a, such a plan for you. And, and, and look what it, it says in, in verse 12. She says this, Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that as I have dealt kindly with you, you also will deal kindly with my father's house and give me a sure sign that you will save alive my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all who belong to them and deliver our lives from death. We don't just see, we see an act of faith, we see a heart of confession and we see a heart of desperation. I really believe you can't come to God and to begin a relationship with him unless you have a heart of desperation. That you get to that point and you go, nothing else is going to work. I can't do this on my own. I need your help. We see um, this heart of desperation. And it's at the point where she's saying this, God, if you don't in intervene, I'm dead and everybody I love is lost. Man, that's, we, we need this in our relationship with God. Man, God, if, if you don't intervene, you, you told me to speak up at, at school, and I feel like I'm getting, I'm getting wrecked. If you don't intervene, I'm dead. I need you, God, that heart of desperation. God, if you don't intervene in my life, I'm lost. If you don't intervene in my, my school, I'm lost in my, in my home. God, if you don't intervene in my home, I'm lost. If you don't intervene in just my car ride right now, I feel like I'm just going to die. We, we, we need to have that heart of desperation. One day, uh, young men, young, young, young women, I, I, I pray and I, I see and, and, and really, really hope for you that, that you'll be in a, a home that, that honors God and loves God and that you will have, have kids and, and that you will grow strong in the faith and your kids, kids, kids will grow up and come to know, uh, put their faith in Jesus, Jesus Christ. Uh, and as, as a parent and as a dad or mom, uh, my prayer for you even now is that you'll be desperate to come to God with the heart of desperation for, for your kids. Uh, some of you come from, from, from homes. Uh, I, I was more in a home that was like this when I first went to church, uh, where, where there, you don't see God much at home. You've, you've got a faith in them, but you don't see much of it. Man, being desperation as you pray for your parents or your brothers and sisters or those that you love. I want to have a heart that's desperate for, for, for people that don't even know that it's a desperate time for them. Sometimes we, 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 we've got to have that. That's what I love about Rahab. We're going to finish the story of Rahab next week. There's a, sort of a lot more that goes on. This sort of lays the groundwork for where we're going. But man, we see an act of faith. We see a heart of confession and a heart of desperation. My prayer for you and for each one of us, man, that we will have that in our own life. And this week, my challenge for you is what, what do you need in your life? Do you need an act of faith? Is there, is there something you've been stalling on that you just need to finally move on? Is, is there, a, is there a, a heart of confession that you just need to, man, this week, man, when I wake up, Lord, help me just talk about, talk, even just talk to you about how great you are and how big you are. Or is it a heart of desperation where you're going, God, I need your help 
in my life, in my family's life, in my friend's life, in my parents' life. Which, which are you going to do? But take one of those things and begin to do it. Let your faith be real.